This is the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Kendall of the notaballerina.com travel blog. Every episode, I'll share travel tales from several fellow travel lovers, and together we hope to entertain and inspire you, remind you of some of your own great travel experiences, and encourage you to hit the road again soon. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Thoughtful Travel Podcast on keeping a travel journal. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a very long history of keeping travel diaries or travel journals or travel scrapbooks or basically any kind of way that I can record my travels. Uh, It started off back when I was, I think, eight I would have to check that. I blogged about it recently because I unearthed my very first travel diary from a family trip to Kalbarri, um, a bit further up the Western Australian coast from Perth. And I think I was an eight-year-old. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, It wasn't exactly fascinating or riveting reading, but it was nice to have a record of what we'd done and where we'd been. And ever since then, I've kept all kinds of diaries, travel journals in various forms, and some with more success than others, uh, some where I gave up halfway through the trip because I uh, didn't have the time or I'd taken on a much too arduous version of travel journaling with too much detail or and so on and so forth. Um, but it's always been something that I love to do and I love to look back on them um, to find out to find out, to remind myself of where I've been. I say find out because I often am completely surprised about some of the things I read in my travel journals, as though I wasn't really there. Um, But um, that's some of the tricks that memory plays on you, I suppose. Um, So I've always kept travel journals. And then I became extra interested in them when I was asked by um, one of the universities here in Perth to run a public access course uh, about writing down your travels. So different ways to keep travel journals and travel memories. So I've been teaching that course for a few years now. So probably um, had about probably a couple of hundred people go through that course here with me in Perth. And I've learnt so much from them. I hope they learnt something from me too, but I definitely learnt so much from them about even more ways to remember your travels. And out of some of that, I developed the um, online course that I run called Travel Journal School, which I'll mention a bit more later. But today I um, have spoken with three different travel lovers and travellers about their approach to travel journaling. And the first one I spoke to was Chris, Chris, Chris Christensen, Yeah, he's a bit of a mouthful, Chris. Um, And he's from the Amateur Traveller podcast. He's been podcasting for more than a decade, which I think is um, a very impressive feat. And he has an interesting history with travel journals to tell. Travel journals is actually something I married into. My wife was the one who was the travel journal keeper and still is, in fact, of the two of us, the one who keeps those. But she introduced me to travel journals because she had taken a trip when we were still in college before we met, had gone down to Disney World with three other friends. And so before we had gone together, I had seen her travel journal of this epic trip down the eastern part of the country. And I think she still keeps a travel journal for pretty much everything we have done. So I started doing a journal for a lot of the trips that I was doing without her. And we still find that it's a great way to go back to, you know, what did what did we do? What what was that funny thing in that place with the guy? And yeah, so you always think you'll of... remember everything, don't you? And no, yeah, when it really happens, don't. I'll never forget that. But until you read back, then you realize, oh, yeah, I did forget about that incident. 
Well, and I usually, when I'm doing a podcast about where we've been, because my show is not usually about my travels. It's usually a interview show, but we do obviously do some episodes about where I have been. And I'm often sitting there with my wife's travel journal, at least double checking. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That was the name of the guy. And then that was the name of the place or whatever. So we find it just useful to relive those trips and she will go through and we'll just keep notes every day, just, you know, single words or double words or things like that. And then we'll go through before we finish the trip, usually, even if it's on the plane on the way back and we'll turn that more into a narrative. And it's really not for anyone else to read. It's not the target audience is one or two people, <laughs> basically, but it's just for us to remember that trip. And it really are things that are valuable. They're special to me. One of the times for my wife's birthday, I took some of the photos from trips we had been on and I gave her a blank notebook that was, that had a laminated cover that was all of these special trips that we had done so that she would have a, a travel notebook just for the future trips. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I just want to go back to your process because it sounds really interesting. So during the trip, she and or you just take really simple notes, sort of like basic facts kind of thing? At least that. If there's okay. no time to write a real narrative, it's enough to jog your memory. You know, what was the name of the place? What was the, oh, there was that story about this and mm -hmm. there was that guy who we saw. Oh, we saw that store that had the swords in the windows or, you know, just, just that level of detail yeah. often if we don't get a chance to write the narrative right away. Right. But then you generally do go back and, and turn it into a, like a more narrative kind of um, affair. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Excellent. That's great. And I completely understand what you mean about um, going back to the details. I'll often try and remember things from trips when I was a kid. We traveled or did a couple of really large, um, really budget, but large trips when I was a kid. And, you know, I was nine. I don't remember all the details and my right, journals right. are not really you know useful. But my mum kept... She's not a writer at all, but she kept a very, um, very useful journal with all the facts in it. And I'll go back and I'll ask her, where was that place we went to in northern Italy? And she will come <laughs> back and say it was on, you know, July 24th, 1985. And it was this and this and this. And I was like, it's so useful. And I love being able to find that information, you know, decades later. Well, we also have the one place that we wrote down which places we went in which years, because my wife and I have been married it coming up on 35 years mm -hmm. next month. And so there's a lot of trips in there. That is a <laughs> lot of trips. <laughs> trips to see family, domestic trips, international trips. You know, we've been together on five continents so far. Wow. Nope, sorry, six continents so far. Oh, and we impressive. haven't been to Antarctica. It's the only place we haven't been. And so it... There's a lot of detail, and so just keep and keep track of that. Now it's in Evernote, but it really just used to be on a piece of paper <laughs> someplace. Oh, and that's fabulous. With Amateur Traveler, you'll find if you dig deep enough, there are actually a couple travel journals that I put up on the site before I learned that travel journaling is not travel blogging or travel writing. Yes. That it's a great place for you to put your information, but it doesn't make for great reading for someone else of – we started here, we flew in, and then we picked up our luggage. And, you know, yeah. it doesn't, that is not good travel writing, but it is good travel journaling. Yes, and absolutely. So I don't publish my travel journals anymore, but there are, I know there's a trip to Mexico, a six day trip to Mexico or seven day trip to Mexico that I went on my own that I did publish way back in the day uh, somewhere on the site. But uh, you won't see me do that anymore. 
Chris makes a really important point that travel journaling is definitely not the same as travel writing or travel blogging. And it's probably a fairly rare travel journal that should be, uh, shall we say, exposed to the public in its raw form. But uh, it is a tricky balance, I think, when you're keeping the travel journal, especially uh, on a busy trip uh, where you, you know, it's hard to find time to even sit down each day to, to make any kind of notes. It's hard to have the balance between, you know, some facts and figures that you want to include and, and the basics of, you know, where you are and the hotel you stayed at and stuff like that. Uh, but also balancing that with, you know, something, in, you know, more interesting or less dry, you know, the stories that you've encountered, the people you've met. And it's really tricky, and I find that with my um, students that I've taught in this area, it's hard to have something that's informative and, as Chris discusses, you can go back and look at it and find the facts that you're after, but also interesting enough that you actually you know, enjoy rereading it or maybe that you even want to share it with people. So it is a, a tricky, tricky thing to do to strike that balance, I think. Uh, maybe one way to do it is the way my next guest does it, so... Uh, she does less writing, and this is perhaps her her trick to have that balance. So um, you might remember Aggie Lim from episode 29 when she talked about travel sketching, and I also asked Aggie about her approach to travel journals. I, I guess mine tends to centre around sketching, and so so I tend to sketch on one page and write on the other page. of, But I don't write a lot because... I don't have much space to write in, really. And That's so, a good thing, probably. But, yeah, well, yes, it, it is. But then I, I like to write a little bit. And so I, I I like to collect things and stick things in in my travel journals, but I don't have a huge collection of them. Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot that I can say about that, except that I've got a lot of uh, sketchbooks of of my daily life and, and things that I've done and places that I've been to when, you know, we've been abroad or, or even just around locally and, and things that I've written in them. Mm-hmm. So I think over the years in terms of how it's changed, probably in the past I, I never used to draw so mm-hmm. and, and it'd just be written um, and, you know, things that I've collected and stuck in them. So now nowadays it's just um, my sketches. And I, and I like looking at my sketches because it, it really reminds me of the time that I spent there. Yeah, I was going to ask that, ask you that. Does it make it more likely that you'll pull them out and have a look at them when they're um, sketches rather than just writing? Yes, definitely, hmm. definitely. And what I what I um, started doing more recently is that I for my birthday I got a um, what are, I think it's called like a, a mini Polaroid printer. It's Ooh. about the size of your hand oh. and or, or your phone, and so I Bluetooth some of my photos over to the printer, and it prints off. and And because the um, the backing is is like a sticker backing, I stick it into my 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 journal or my sketchbook with my sketch and the text as well. That is super cool, and you can do it right there and then. You don't have yeah. to like print it out later and leave a space or anything like that. It's just right there. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I, I really like that. So then I get to look at two things, you know. I get to look at my sketch and I, and I you know, reminisce about it. But then I look at the at the photo that I've taken going, oh, that's really cool. I remember that, you know. Oh, that's so, really nice. Oh, mm. I have to find out exactly what this little um, magical tool is that you've got. I'll uh, put a link in the show notes. I want one. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I, I like how little it is. Yeah, because so you could take it travelling easily. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, yeah, wow. definitely. I was just imagining um, for my, especially for my son's journals, he would love to be able to stick in um, in photos straight away because uh, oh, yeah. he does, you know, bits of drawing, bits of writing, and he's always like, oh, can we stick in that photo? And sometimes I'll cut up brochures and stuff, you know, that work. Um, that have got kind of the right thing, but ima- I just imagine you know it's a photo with with him in it. Then and exactly, and print it yeah. straight away, stick it straight in. He would love that. I think it's a great idea for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, what a cool kid, though. Oh, he's a cool kid. Yes, but um, it's been my life's mission. Well, since he was born six years ago, to make him into a very addicted traveller. So yeah. yeah, so I've been working very hard at encouraging this. But actually, it was also his teachers have been really encouraging about it. So last year, yeah, last year when we had the month off um, and went to Iceland and stuff, his teacher gave him a you know like a brand new exercise book and said, right, I want you every day to draw a picture and write a sentence. And um, oh, that's so good. Yeah, and because his teacher had said to do it, then he of course of would course. do it every day. <laughs> And um, and so we came back with this fabulous memory of, of our trips. But he was funny because he would pick like, you know, I said, you know, just pick one thing from the day and that's what you can draw and write about because some days, mm. you know, we're very busy. And he um, wouldn't necessarily pick what I thought was the most <laughs> significant moment by far. Like I remember on one day we were in London and we, you know, walked around for ages and we'd seen all the, you know, significant buildings and Houses yeah. of Parliament and Big Ben and all this, you know, yeah. stuff that he knew about before and he was really excited to see it. But then when we sat down at night to write his, um, to do his journal, he wrote, he drew this big picture of a hamburger and chips <laughs> and he said, at the pub in London, we had hamburgers and chips for lunch. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, that's great. That was, that was a highlight, yes. <laughs> well, exactly. He was five. That was his highlight. So who, yeah. who am I to judge that? And, um, but, but funnily enough, every time I look at that book and I see his hamburger picture, I still remember going to Big Ben and all that, so it sort of <laughs> still works. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I particularly like uh, some parts of Aggie's approach where she has lots of different stuff in her journals and I love the way that these things trigger memories. If I think back to my sort of travel diary scrapbook from my childhood trip to Europe when we spent six months camper vanning around when I was nine. And a lot of the bits and pieces stuck in there are physical memorabilia of our trips. There'll be tickets from the Tube in London, for example, or a ticket from an interesting museum. Uh, There's even a piece of Greek seaweed stuck in there, among other interesting things. And and that does trigger a memory in a different way to the way that that words do or a simple photograph. So I love that stuff. Um, And I also love Aggie's uh, snazzy little mobile printer that she takes with her and I'm very keen to uh, to uh, get one of those for my son. I think he'd love it. I'm going to put a link to the in the show notes to the one that Aggie has. She sent me a link to what her um, what hers looks like. So um, if you're interested, have a look. And um, the way I discussed how my son kept this uh, trip diary when we were in Europe last year at his teacher's suggestion and how he really focused on just one thing a day by necessity in a, in a sense, but also under instruction from his teacher. Uh, I actually have a, a module in Travel Journal School, that uh, a free module that talks about um, this one thing idea because it's really hard when you're keeping a travel diary. You feel sort of compelled to write down everything, but mm, sometimes maybe writing down everything isn't the way to go. First of all, it might be unsustainable and you never finish it. Uh, because it just becomes an odorous, uh, sorry, an onerous task, and um, and perhaps you just don't have the time for it. 
And I love the idea of just picking one thing from every day. So I'll leave a link in the show notes or you can just go to traveljournalschool.com forward slash one thing. And it's just a link to a a free module so that you can see what Travel Journal School looks like as well. But it uh, includes this uh, a lesson about one thing journaling, which I think I've never managed to do it properly for a whole trip because I'm sort of paranoid about losing information. But it's something I aspire to, I think. My son manages to do it quite well. Kids are good like that. They sort of live in the moment. So it's an interesting thing to ponder in any case. Um, now, my final guest today is Holly Galbraith. Uh, we meet up most years at the Pro Blogger Conference. She's um, living in Sydney at the moment, and she works in digital marketing and social media for the tourism industry. So lots of experiences with uh, lots of interesting tour operators and all kinds of stuff in that industry. And she's traveled a lot as well. So uh, Holly talked to me about how her journaling habit has changed over the years. I think it's changed a bit over um well, how long have I been traveling for? More than 20 years. Let's mm-hmm. say my big trip um, where I was away, my first big trip where I was away for three months, I think, was mm-hmm. a trip to Europe. And I kept a, um extremely detailed travel diary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that I did that. Um, and in fact, um, I spent a month of that th- of those three months in Turkey, oh, and wow. I was thinking it would be great. I, I turned twenty one there um, on that trip. Oh, cool! And um, I had I just had the best time ever. Um, and I was thinking, you know, I could actually twenty years later, um, you know, I'm nearly forty one or forty one next year. I could recreate that trip because the travel diary is so detailed. Oh, how cool! Because Good I imagine see, yeah. that twenty years later, especially a country like Turkey, Ooh. would be so different. Absolutely, that would be fascinating to compare the two. Yeah. Oh. I've got this dream to like do like a documentary or something on it. That would be amazing. I just don't know how I can pull it off. But um, <laughs> so yeah, so I and a lot of my um travel journals um from my younger travels are actually letters to they're written sort of like letters, letters that no one really got. Ah, nice. Um, and I think I just found it easy to feel like I was writing to someone. Um, when I was writing those. But then I did a whole bunch of travel um, where I didn't keep any any real journals. I've always sort of kept a bit of a diary but nothing detailed. But mm-hmm. And then my last couple of years I've really tried to um, recreate that again. It was about, about four years ago I did a five-week trip to um, southern Italy and Croatia and I was on a yacht with um, some family for two weeks. Oh, wow, cool. And so it was great to be able to keep a diary there because you had a little bit more time. Yes. And the places that we would go to you would never be able to find again because you're getting there sort of via the water (laughs) as opposed to sort of roads and Um, and they're just little towns and things like that. But I did keep a diary for that. And, yeah, every time I do keep a journal or a diary, I am so glad, Mm. and I think that's what I've got to keep remembering. It's really hard at the time sometimes if you've got a really busy trip happening, it's really hard to make that time to sit down each day to to write something, isn't it? 
Yeah. One of the trips I did um, with a friend of mine was it was about six weeks. Uh, so we were traveling for quite a while and we were driving. It was in Europe. And um, so, again, we had quite a bit of time. And we were camping as well. We camped every night. And um, we were getting f- our photos developed as we went. Oh, how cool. <laughs> and then writing on them. Oh, what a um, great idea. As we went. So they're, they're the best photo albums I've got, the yes, most detailed. I bet. <laughs> um, and that's another great idea, I think, when, you know, thinking about keeping a diary or traveling or things like that, especially if you're going for a long period of time. Because, yeah, that's been really, really helpful. And I I think why do we want to keep these, you know, diaries Mm. or mementos and you sort of think are you keeping it for yourself or are you keeping it for future generations? Are you keeping it in case one day you become famous and someone might want to (laughs) look at you, you know, write a book about you based on... (laughs) Based on your journals? Yeah, good question. (laughs) Um, Because all my diaries and journals, they take up a fair bit of space. Yeah, same. (laughs) I just can't sort of throw them out. But I started writing a journal from when I was about or a diary from when I was about 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. So I was in the habit um, when I was younger of of keeping diaries and journals, and now I can't survive without a diary of some sort. So I wonder if you have to be a diary person. Yes, um, I think you might be right, or at least yeah, you have a kind of a love for words at least. But um, like because I run courses in this stuff and sometimes it's the non-wordy people who are the real scrapbookers or um, – other, you know, they do something that's a bit less wordy and more visual. I particularly enjoyed hearing Holly ask the question of why are we keeping this travel journal or travel diary? And um, I have to say, there's a little part of me that hopes maybe someday I'll become famous and someone will write a book based on my travel journals. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Uh, I don't know what sort of uh, um, useful resources I've left them, though. My travel journals are probably not very useful for other people, but... Um, who knows? We'll just have to wait and see if I become famous first. But uh, anyway, that about uh, wraps it up for uh, episode 32 uh, on keeping a travel journal for the Thoughtful Travel podcast today. I will uh, leave links in the show notes to a bunch of stuff I've talked about today. But uh, just to give you an overview of where you can find uh, my guests, you should definitely look up Chris Christensen's site, Amateur Traveller. So he's got a website and blog at amateurtraveller.com. And he also has, as I said, a very long running and excellent podcast called um, Amateur Traveller. So you can look that up on iTunes or wherever you uh, download your podcasts. Uh, After Chris, I spoke with Aggie Lim from Drawn to Explore, and you can find her at aggielim.com.au. And I am leaving the link to her fancy little mobile printer too. And last but definitely not least, I spoke with Holly Galbraith, and you can find her at hollyg.com.au. And Holly also runs a podcast to help uh, people in the tourism industry promote their business and uh, well learn lots about it and it's called the tourism upgrade podcast so do look that up as well these details and more including uh, the link for travel journal school if you want to try out um, that bonus module about one thing journaling um, that's at traveljournalschool.com forward slash one thing and all of those links will be in the show notes and for this episode you can find the show notes at notaballerina.com forward slash 32 Uh, I did want to give a 
quick big thank you to several people who've left really, really lovely reviews recently. They're so flattering that I think they can't be about me. So (laughs) they're just so nice. Um, So thank you very much. It really, really makes my day. So if you have a chance to hop onto iTunes and leave a rating and or a review for the Thoughtful Travel Podcast, I would be super happy. If you have anything to say, then do get in touch. I'm on Twitter all the time, so you can reach me there at Amanda Kendall. You can tweet about the podcast using the hashtag ThoughtfulTravelPod. And you can also look me up on Facebook by searching for Not A Valerina. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. Show notes and other information are at notaballerina.com slash podcast. Join me again soon for another chat about why we travel. Bye for now. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.